0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of What's Your Fantasy? Fantasy Football Podcast. We are here in week, well, not week, 20. I was thinking week 20. We're actually on episode 20, which I Woo-hoo! feel like is a yes. What a, it, it, what a huge milestone for us and what has been an yeah! incredible journey for all three of us, honestly. What a, um, I'll pat myself in the back. Uh, I want Steven and Scott to pat themselves in the back. We've done so much work, and we're here at the end of the season Boy, oh boy, are we disappointed, if I'm being quite honest. <laughs> but but I hope everybody who's riding into the championship um, is excited. Hopefully, you got a bit of advice from us, and hopefully, we'll give you a little bit of advice today. Uh, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and kick this episode off with our icebreaker, which is our favorite gift from this year, this, uh, this Christmas season. I'm going to start off with this game called knights of camelot which i've been really wanting and i i can't wait for uh hopefully both of you come over for our upcoming dynasty draft next year but it involves the knights of the round table and of course you try to save the realm by completing quests defeating the the black dragon getting excalibur um it's so much fun and my brother-in-law i told him about it earlier last year. Oh this year, sorry. And he surprised me with it. So gosh, what a great gift. Uh Scott, how about you? What was your favorite gift this year? the game sounds like a lot of fun. I'm yes, it is, it man.
1: Um, so my gift was pretty huge. Uh opened it up uh actually a couple days before Christmas because the giver told me to uh and it was a Micah Parsons jersey um, and it's the new slick Navy away jerseys. And oh, uh, it's actually given to me by Steven. Um, uh, he was like, Hey, open it up on Friday so you can wear it on Saturday. And I was like, all right, I wonder what it is. I open it up and immediately I see the two ones and I'm like, Oh my gosh, no way. It's a Micah Parsons jersey. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's the slick Navy blue away Jersey. Um, super pumped about it. Cause it's my Very first nice. defensive player Jersey. Uh, obviously awesome. Uh, Drafted by the Cowboys last year. He's defensive rookie of the year. Hopefully he's going to be the defensive player of the year this year. I think he's in most people's consensus top three, obviously I'm biased. He's my number one for that, that award this year, but um, yeah, super excited. Thank you so much, Stephen, for that gift. Uh, I love it. I wore it on Saturday for the game and I'm, I'm hoping that I can wear it in February for the Super Bowl. fingers crossed. We'll see. Um, <laughs> we'll give a quick honorable mention, shout out to my twin sister-in-law, uh my wife is a twin so sister-in-law that is a twin i should say um she got both the wife and i hoodies with our dog's face on them um and they're really cute so shout out shout out to her as well but uh nothing beats the micah parsons jersey it was an amazing gift and uh, i felt like a kid opening it on christmas i really did
0: oh great awesome gift from your brother your brother very very happy you liked it scott steve oh i i hope scott got you something of equal value that made you jump and giddy like a kid well what did you get
2: i mean something it's it's tied for my my favorite i just got a couple of gift cards that i liked a lot Uh, scott (laughs) and emily got me lulu lemon gift card big lulu fan um so i i think actually pretty uh, I, I, I spent it last week pretty immediately after getting it. Um, I think I dropped like $300 at Lulu. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm big on getting some of that, that gear. Um, and then also banana Republic card that my, my parents got me. Um, and within like an hour of opening that I went ahead and dropped a few hundred at banana Republic. So, Dang, um, went scared. all in,
0: <laughs> All um, in. Baby. definitely
2: will be uh, returning some things, but, uh, I, I, like I said, I, uh, I got excited and I needed some new stuff. So, um, yeah, definitely. I like being able to get things that, uh, that I want versus relying on other people to choose. So that's, uh, it worked out.
0: Well, good for you. That's awesome. And i I hope, I hope everybody who's listening, um, had a wonderful Christmas season and we're about to roll into the new year right here and onto to the, um. Talking about the next season. We're already going to get into that, regardless of the playoffs, regardless of the the Super Bowl and all that. Um, So great icebreaker, everybody. We're going to go ahead and roll into our recap, our recap for Week 16. And with that, we're going to start off with the New York Giants at the Minnesota Vikings, um, in which the Vikings won won 27-24. Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson um, really – if you had either of those players, I there's a high chance that you're in the fantasy championships now. I'd say especially with T, TJ going for 13 receptions. Wow. Um, 109 wow. yards and two touchdowns. Justin Jefferson going 12 for 133 and one touchdown. Um, and Kirk Cousins, once again, just showing up to play. 34 for 48, 299, three touchdowns. Um, this Minnesota team... Well, of course, they won it on a Greg Joseph, 61-yarder. After having the worst record in one-scoring games last year, they now have the best record. Um, I mean, is this something that really we can attribute to Kevin O'Connell? You know, a change in the culture of the Vikings? Or, I mean, what can you attribute this to, Scott? What do you think? So so I I think uh,
1: you can attribute it to the coaches and to the players. This is a team that's going to fight um, if they're in a a game. Yeah, there's been a couple of games where they've been blown out pretty badly. Uh, Obviously, starting with the Cowboys game, um, where the Cowboys just demolished them in the first half and and gave them no hope in the second half. Uh, But then they had that awful first half uh, against the Colts, but they were still able to come back and, and win that one as well. So um, I think if if you are a team playing the Vikings in the playoffs, you need to be up by at least two scores going into the fourth quarter to have any kind of comfort level. Um, otherwise this team's going to come back and get you.
0: Yeah. Kind of, kind of sneak up with all those, I mean, really excellent position players. I mean, especially with TJ really, really, Coming to life in this offense, uh, Kirk really targeting him. And I do have to say, uh, Daniel Jones showing a respectable, having a respectable showing 334 for one touchdown, 190. Saquon, if you're going to playoffs, you might have Saquon on your team, uh, 14 carries, 84 yards, one touchdown. And Richie James, uh, going for eight for 90. Zero. Isaiah Hodgins, what? Who's that? Eight for 89, one touchdown. Um, Giants really hanging in there. I just couldn't close it out, right? Um, oh, geez, Dalvin really let me down, actually. But great, <laughs> great game all around. Uh, with that, we'll move on to our next game, which is going to be the Eagles and the Cowboys, which was my favorite game from this week. I mean, really, what is showing by CD who almost, almost single-handedly carried me to the playoffs, uh, to the championship, if I just didn't overthink it cd going 10 for 122 touchdowns um deck prescott 347 three touchdowns one int zeke getting in there for sixteen fifty five in the touchdown um of course i'm sorry the cowboys one forty to thirty four over the eagles with gardner Minshew uh subbing in for the hurt hurts jalen hurts um he went 355 for two touchdowns in the int and devonta smith Uh, who continues to be a touchdown machine, uh, having me win some shotgun bets. Me and Scott win some shotgun bets, um, going eight for 113, two touchdowns. A.J. Brown, six for 103, uh, no TDs. Is this team... Well, let me ask you, how far do you guys think this team could and will go? Let's say if Hertz can't continue, if Gardner Minshew's at the helm. Steven, what do you think? How far?
2: I still think they can make it to the Super Bowl. I mean, not mm-hmm. to say that the past will repeat itself, but of course when Carson Wentz was having his MVP season, what was it seventeen or eighteen? Um, he got injured near the end yeah. of the season and then Nick Foles came in and brought them to the Super Bowl and won. Um yeah,
0: excellent, excellent uh example. Yeah. I
2: think I mean Minshew's at least as good as Nick Foles was at that point. Um I mean he's a extremely serviceable quarterback obviously did really well in this game and and then obviously the offensive and defensive pieces that the Eagles have um as long as Minshew doesn't make mistakes of course he threw a couple picks in this game if he is a game manager I think that they can go all the way with uh with this team
0: I I I actually full-heartedly agree with you and I really think the Cowboys have a great chance too. After seriously, after watching, I've been we've been blessed with two games of these two teams playing this year. Albeit, we didn't see Dak Prescott in that first game, but I think if this if these two teams meet up, it's going to be fireworks. And either team could really make it to the Super Bowl. I have a really good feeling, Scott. How are you feeling about your boys?
1: Uh, good. <laughs> so, so let me let me go back to the first question you're talking about. We'll talk about the Eagles first and then we'll talk about my boys. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I disagree with uh, Steven. I don't think the Eagles can make it to the Super Bowl, uh without Jalen hurts. Okay. Um, and, and I think this game was a prime example of why uh, Minshew played a pretty solid game, almost lights out. He did have two picks, mm-hmm. um, but about as good as you could ask for from a backup quarterback. Um, and the Cowboys almost beat the Cowboys. Let's not forget Dak had one of the ugliest interceptions of the entire year in the first quarter, gifting mm-hmm. the Eagles a 10-0 lead to start the game. You know, the, the rusher was three feet in front of him, uh, tried to toss it over his head, terrible throw right into his arms, and then botched the tackle and let him run it back for, for a pick six. Um, very ugly. And I'll be the first to say, as a Cowboys fan, if Jalen Hurts is in this game, we do not win this game. Um, and and I think that'll be true uh, if we make mistakes like this in the playoffs against them. I think the Eagles, without Jalen Hurts, will not get past the 49ers or the Cowboys in the playoffs. Um, and if the Cowboys make a play like they did uh, in the first quarter with Dak throwing that very ugly pick six. uh, The Cowboys are not going to make it very far either. Um, It is uh, quite crazy that the two games we got with the Eagles and Cowboys this this year, we had one without the Cowboys starting quarterback and one without the Eagles starting quarterback. Um, Great observation. Yeah. yeah, The Eagles obviously won the game with theirs and the Cowboys won the game with theirs. Uh, So we haven't seen a Hertz versus Dak Eagles versus Cowboys game yet. Um, And I think it Mm. would make for a very, very, a uh, good and entertaining playoff game. If we are fortunate enough to see that. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I am confident in my Cowboys, even down 10, nothing. We were able to turn it around. Uh, no more mistakes on offense and the defense stepped up, made stops where they had to uh, against a really good Eagles team. Um, so yeah, I think if you remove the mistakes from the Cowboys, the Cowboys can go deep this year.
0: Great points from the both of you. Uh, really, like I said, this has been my favorite series I've seen from this year. Um, and I hopefully can't wait to see it again. Um, we're gonna end our recap with the last game. Um, not that impressive showing from the Denver Broncos, who lost fourteen to fifty one to the Los Angeles Rams. And uh, just what a poor showing showing from the Broncos, other than Jerry Judy, who's really continued to bloom uh in this offense 6 for 117 no touchdowns but baker who of course was a late season pickup after being dropped i mean 24 for 28 two, 230 touch uh, yards and sorry and two touchdowns i guess the real story from this is cam akers who i feel like everyone thought was a dead weight at this point of his career coming off of the achilles injury um going 23 for 118 and three touchdowns. And of course, Tyler Higby, uh, who's Baker's favorite target by far going nine for 94 and two touchdowns. And if you had Higby, you're probably going to the championship this week and acres, excuse me. If you had the gall to start him against his defense. Um, I I think the most impressive thing about this whole game, of course, it's like I said, those three key players, um, of course this led to Tyler, uh, Nathaniel Hackett being fired, which I think, finally. A, yes, finally, 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 which I think was a, a great thing for the Broncos, uh, that the organization, and I hope this gives them a chance to really rebuild and, uh, be something right. Be something of what we were hoping, uh, we they were going to be instead of the shell empty shell of an offense, they, they were, um, is Cam Akers someone that you're going to be trying uh, either of you going to be trying to acquire in a let's say in a, in a dynasty league or or redraft next season. Do you no. think he's back? No? No, not unless I hear more
2: that the Rams are buying into him. There's just been too much transient nature to his career, you know, he but apart from injury, he left for a period of time, came yeah. back. Um doesn't seem like mcVeigh is willing to commit to one guy necessarily and the Rams I mean yeah they've they're undefeated with Baker Mayfield but I I don't <laughs> want to buy into this team going forward right now whether Mayfield or Stafford's the quarterback um probably, probably the weakest in their division um you could say that the uh that cardinals are not doing so hot either but uh mm-hmm. yeah I, I i don't really want to invest in acres at this point
1: i 100 agree with what steven said uh, okay I'm not picking up acres to be a starter on my team a running back or a flex um if he falls to me late and they're aren't many other options there to throw on my bench. Yeah. Uh, I'll take him, especially in, in dynasty and throw him on there and see what happens. Cause you always need that depth, but absolutely not wasting uh, valuable draft capital on can makers next year.
0: Well, uh, so obviously he's a sell high at this point, or let's say, uh, up into the off season, what do you think you can get with any draft capital? You think you could pull a first after these current performances? Absolutely not. Okay. Not uh, no from Steven. Yeah, no. no.
1: If you if you're saying like sell high on Cam Akers, I, we all saw the one game. We all saw what he could do, but it's one game. I got to see that sustained before I even consider trying to trade for someone like Cam Akers.
2: Yeah, this game was an anomaly. Anomaly. I mean, the Broncos I think had one of the better rush defenses in the NFL and they, I think they just were completely deflated um, by the season, by the coach um and it just seemed like they had nothing to play for. So I don't think, I think this is more of a reflection on Denver's lack of doing versus acres doing a lot.
0: Okay. Great stuff, you guys. And I, I mean, I just say six touchdowns in his last four games. It's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> um, but three of
1: those were in one. Oh so yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, yeah, true. Two in another and one in the other as well. It's called spinning um, stats, Scott. <laughs> Okay, great recap, you guys. Uh, great analysis by uh, every party here. We're going to go ahead and go to a new, new segment. Well, I, I guess not new. We haven't done it in a while, and I love this segment. This is the old, hot Scott Takes. We're going to do a way-too-early 2023 Scott take. Scott Takes. Scott, what you got? Yeah, so
1: as you guys know from the last episode, I'm out of it this year, so I'm already looking forward to the future. Uh, I've got a few takes Uh, It's actually more than a few. I've broken it down to three groups, uh, wide receivers, running backs and quarterbacks. And within each of those, I've got three Scott takes going into next season. We're gonna start with group number one, which is wide receivers. Uh, So this is actually going against one of my own fantasy rules uh, where I I typically don't believe that the wide receiver one from the previous season is going to follow up and be the wide receiver one next season. I'm going against that next year. my first Scott take is Justin Jefferson will repeat as wide receiver one in the 2023 season. Uh, cold take.
0: Oh, okay. Very cold take. Looks like he had to make an addendum to those rules too.
1: <laughs> uh, listen, listen, all right. If that one was too cold for you, this one might be a little hotter. I think okay. wide, wide receiver two overall will be AJ Brown. Also just like a lukewarm take. I think he's warming his and- up. I'm, I'm warming us up. I'm warming us up, right? This is this is the hottest yeah. of them, I think. Tyreek Hill will finish outside the top five.
2: Okay, yeah, in that's 2023. extremely oh. dreamly hot oh. take. That would say that Tua is concussed for most of the year and oh, takes don't a downturn.
1: Listen, my how you could say that
2: after a historical season like this.
1: Well, he's still not even number one, even with how "quote unquote" historical it's been. But I, I think Jalen Waddle is on the rise. Um, I think. He could easily start to become the favorite target in that offense and Tyreek Hill is just gonna be the deep threat. Listen, hey, I, I, I'm saying this, like I, I think Tyreek Hill will finish outside of the top five for wide receivers. This year. I'm not saying don't draft him. Like yeah. if you draft Tyreek Hill, you'll be comfortable starting him every week. But I Very would rather hot. have Justin Johnson, AJ Brown and a few other guys over Tyree Kill. Burning hot
2: take. Yeah, you went from Titanic take to uh whatever <laughs> that fiery pit of Hell is in Lord of the Rings. Mordor, Mordor. There you go. Yeah. Really good. Take Actually, I like that one. I like that one.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll move on to the next group of Scott takes. This is focusing on running backs. So, uh, my running back one for next year will be Saquon Barkley. I think he will finish as running back one on the season uh, bar- barring injuries. Of course. I think we saw really solid flashes from him, especially the first half of the season. I think the Giants offense will only get better next season. Uh, I think Dable's done a good job with that team. Um, I, I always, you know, hate the Giants as a Cowboys fan. Uh, but I think they are on the rise and Saquon, uh, is going to do great things for next year. He is who I'm looking at as running back one overall next year. I don't hate it.
2: Um, I mean, I think it's a complete shot in the dark, but I don't think it's, you know, out of the question. I think if I had to put money on anyone, it would be Christian McCaffrey without question.
1: But uh, And I think that's going to be most people's running back one, but hey, this is Scott's takes. I'm going Saquon as my running back one for next season. Uh, Mm -hmm. Number two for the running backs, Josh Jacobs will finish outside the top 10 at running back. I do not see him having a repeat season. Uh, of this year right now currently running back two on the season. Yeah, I think that's a pretty lukewarm yeah. take. <laughs> lukewarm? All right. Yeah. This one this one might be the hottest once again of the three. Uh Travis Etienne will finish inside the top ten at running back next year. Uh, inside the top ten. I
2: mean again I think that's extremely feasible if he stays healthy. So I'm not
0: I, gonna I, I I actually on second all I think the I think the Jacob take's pretty hot. I think the Jacobs take's pretty hot. I think this year Showed his ability to, to be a dual threat running back.
2: But I think the unknown of where he's going, I don't love that as well. You know, I could agree. Go to a team that has an established running back where they want to do a committee approach. So I think that if he was staying on the Raiders, I'd be more comfortable mm-hmm. saying it was feasible. But uh, yeah, I think the unknown makes it plausible that he could easily be outside the top 10 for me
1: i will say a premise when i came up with all these is all these players stay where they currently are and the systems stay relevantly the same so this is like no changes like josh jacobs is still a raider in the same offensive system i think he's going to be outside the top 10 Mm -hmm. so that's pretty hot then um (laughs) quarterbacks our third group quarterbacks steven's going to say this one's titanic cold uh but listen Jalen Hurts will finish next season as the quarterback one in fantasy.
2: Yeah, I think. think. I mean, what, what's <laughs> the <laughs>
1: argument against
2: it? Yeah, I mean, like Josh I mean, the Allen argument Patrick against Mahomes it, can yeah. do well, but it's just like yeah. Hurts can obviously – his Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are, are great
1: arguments against that. That's, but I mean, listen, it's, no, it's going to be Jalen cool. Hurts uh, yeah. going yeah. along with A.J. Brown being the wide receiver too. Uh, Justin Herbert will again finish outside the top ten.
2: Just outside like he did the top
1: 10? Yes, just like he yeah, did this
2: year. I think that's a pretty hot take. The Chargers are, were extremely banged up for majority of the year, and I think that we've seen when he's got his top two wide receivers on the field, he is a rock star, so I think that that's
1: a pretty hot take. Listen, you give Justin Herbert any excuse you want, he's going to finish outside the top 10 again next year. Uh, give me Herbert finally, over Lawrence any day. Well, there you go, because Lawrence mm. is going to finish in the top five next year. He is going to be a top five fantasy quarterback next year. And I think what we are seeing here, the second half of the 2022 season, is just the beginning of greatness for Lawrence and the Jaguars.
2: I think it's just the
0: beginning of a mediocre
2: NFL career.
0: These are some good takes. I like these <laughs> quarterback points. Yeah? You got Yeah, any, you got well, specific in general, you've got – I mean, listen, I, I actually – I do – with, with all the weapons that could potentially be going to uh, the Jags, I mean, with what Lawrence is doing with what he has. I mean, yeah, they got Kirk, but Evan Ingram actually finally showing up. Like, it has been great. Zay Jones, after being mediocre for the Raiders for the past, what, three, two years, and having big flashes. Christian Kirk being good. I mean, he's let us down a bit at the tail end of the year, but... I mean, that's just the point of it's like, it's starting to turn into a good offense. And I mean, that's mm, 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 good take. Good take. Also hurts is a boss. I've, like I said, I've been supporting him since the beginning, beginning of the season. So it's great to see him finally getting the respect he deserves and yeah. hopefully an extension, hopefully an extension.
1: Cause that's, I, I think up. he'll, he'll definitely get the extension. Uh, he deserves it. Anyways, those were my way too early 2023 Scott takes. Uh, we are now going to move into On the Clock, which I am hosting that segment as well this week. I've got two really solid questions, one for each of my co-hosts. Uh, who wants to go first?
0: I'd love to. All right.
1: M- MJ was I, <laughs> raised. Raise my ready hand. to go. All right. MJ, your On the Clock question, um, I think 30 seconds is enough for this one. Okay. So- Uh as the KW3 owner in six leagues this year. Oh my gosh. But champion of none. Is KW is KW3 to blame as the common link? How high should he go and redraft next season? And what about in dynasty startups?
0: Ready? Go. Okay. No. Kenneth Walker is not the reason I did not reach my championship. And I'll tell you the main reasons. Gabe Davis, Cortland Sutton, Trey Lance, who there's a ton of heart T Higgins. Honestly, T Higgins had put up duds for me in three weeks, killed me, but he's going to be a top running back, uh, pick and I think redraft and dynasty. I would, I would honestly say I'd push second round for Kenneth Walker. Um, I would, I would argue my hot take for next year's first. He's going to be a first round pick in redraft. He really is. Okay, love
1: love those answers. Um, Confidence I, in my boy. I think I agree with you. I think uh, second round uh, for redraft and uh, dynasty startup, maybe third. Just especially if it's super flex for quarterbacks. But I think I could see second being very, very, uh, very doable as well. Um, Steven, I think I am going to give you forty five seconds for yours. Um, similarly to, to MJ and 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 how he missed the dance. And listen, I'm not calling you guys out. I didn't even make a semifinal this year, okay? So uh, this is just in case we have any listeners out there that are in the same boats as you guys, uh, to give them kind of an idea where your heads are at. So your question, Steven. In our Dynasty League, you chose the, in quotations, F Dem Pick strategy. You sold the farm and you acquired, I'm just going to list some stars that you got. Uh, probably top to bottom. Tyreek Hill, Daddy, Amon Ron, uh, Amon St. Brown, the Sun God, Jr., 49ers defense, and Cole Komet are probably your top five that you got, uh, leaving you with only a 2023 20, third, a 2024 20, second, and a 2025 20, second. Hell so yeah. only three of your original nine uh, draft picks remaining and no first. But you went 14 0 in the regular season. However, you came up short in the semifinals. What can you do now to get your team over that hump? That's question one. Are you concerned that your team may be a consistent playoff team but never a championship contender? It's question two. And what advice would you give, or words of wisdom would you tell other dynasty managers in the same position as you? Forty-five seconds. Go. A lot of questions.
2: Um, <laughs> I mean, obviously, to the second question, yes. But there's always a the concern of making the playoffs and not the championship. So I think that's going to be a constant uh, concern. I, I just think it was a bad week. Um, I don't think that there was anything I could have done differently. I think I chose the best players. They just didn't do well that week. Um, I mean, honestly, I would do it all over again. I mean, I, 14-0 is pretty bomb. Um, I, uh, I don't really care that I don't have future picks. I think my team is still solid. And as me and MJ have discussed, I think I'll be able to pick up some guys off the waiver to, uh, keep my team going, staying afloat. So I'm comfortable with where I'm at and I would recommend the strategy.
1: All right. Like, like the questions, love that you stuck with your guns too. Uh, and, and, you know, we'll continue to see how that works out for you. Um, Still an amazing regular season, 14-0. I've it's, never it's seen that. To be Yeah, never I've never seen, seen undefeated uh, regular season. You know, he, he basically pulled the Patriots, except he, he lost one short of the championship game. But, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, in our dynasty, too, he, it was a $100 reward for top regular season finish. So he made his, his buy-in back. Uh, so congrats on that. Boring. Um but with, the, <laughs> I know <laughs> the thousand dollar championship rewards a little bit more uh, lucrative. I know uh, it, it, it stings a little bit. I'm, I'm not trying to put poor Saul in the mood, but uh, hat, hats off to the 14-0 regular season. Uh, we'll now move on to <laughs> Steven hosting MFK. Let's get into it.
2: So I'm going to start off with a uh, new year, new team, question mark. Mm. Um Obviously, New Year's is right around the corner. A lot of players are looking for a new contract upcoming season. So I got three players in that situation. Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, and Juju Smith-Schuster. So two running backs and a wide receiver. Again, all looking for a new contract. Who do we want going forward with the future unknown? Give that to me one more time. Juju. Uh, Juju, Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley. Ooh,
1: I think I'm ready for this one. Um, and I think this almost goes in line with my Scott takes and Steven and I didn't plan this, but, uh, I'm going Saquon Barkley as my Mary. Um, like I said, I think he's going to be running back one next year. Uh, I think the giants would be stupid not to, to re-sign him. Uh, but regardless of wherever he goes, he's going to be at minimum a top five running back. Um, and, and like I said, I think number one overall next year, uh, my friends at Benjafits, I think I got to stick with Josh Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I don't think he's going to be top 10 next year, but, uh, it doesn't mean he shouldn't be starting on fantasy teams. Um, Juju Smith Schuster, listen, regardless of where he goes, uh, there's a number of wide receivers out there. And I don't know the exact number. I, I would say between 20 and 25 wide receivers that I would rather have than Juju Smith Schuster, Um, I think he's flexible for sure, uh, but most likely you're going to be drafting him as maybe your top or second bench player uh, in most redrafts or in a dynasty startup. Um, If he sticks with Kansas City, he's still going to be playing second fiddle at a minimum to Travis Kelsey. So for that reason, Juju will have to be my kill. Uh, MJ?
0: Yeah, this is going to be relatively easy for me. I'm going the same exact route as Scott here. Uh, after seeing a, a finally, after two seasons, right, a healthy season and, like, really exciting season for the Giants and Barkley. I mean, this is the first year of instilling their offense. I think, I hope he gets instilled into somewhere with a good line and everything, but he's been eating it up regardless of how poor line the Giants have. So he's going to have to be by Mary, Mary friends with Benchavits, Jacobs, just because he finally showed that he can do it given the right place and the right situation. And Juju. Yeah, he, I, I just need him. If he's going to be in that same offense. Yes. But let's say we throw him to another, like a average Joe middle of the pack quarterback. I just don't think he's going to be able to carry my team as I want him to. So he's going to have to be my kill. All great points. I think
2: it's a little tougher. Of a decision for me, maybe partially because I have Juju on my team. But I was going to, honestly, I was going to, I think, Mary Saquon without question. I mm-hmm. was going to Friends with Betchavitz, Juju, knowing that I think more likely than not that he stays with the Chiefs and Mahomes' number one receiver, whether or not you're Tyreek Hill, you got an extremely um, high ceiling. So I really like that. But, um, I keep forgetting that Josh Jacobs is very young, only 24 24. years old. And that is the driving reason that I will friends with Betjevitz him and kill Juju. If they were the same age, I think I would take Juju just because receivers have a longer lifespan in the NFL, but due to age, um, I will. Friends of Betjevitz Jacobs and kill Juju.
0: MJ. Let's see. I have, so I actually went with a, nearly the same theme as you, Steven. Um, I've been, ever since I started my first themed one last week, it's made it actually really easy for me to find MFKs. So my theme this week is, well, like I said, same as you, New Year, New Me. Of course, these people have been uh, extra excited and taking the step earlier before the new year. These are the tight ends that you'd want Going into the championship finals, who've been showing out for the playoffs. George Kittle, Evan Ingram, and TJ Hawkinson. Who'd like to go first?
2: I'll take it. Okay. Um, pretty easy for me, I think. All right. Um, I'm gonna marry Kitty Cat just because he's on the best team and seems like he's got a <laughs> solid connection with. Brock Purdy who I think will be back this week. Um so yeah, give me give me Kittle with the 49ers due to the team. Um friends of Betchefitz, Evan Jacksonville Jacksonville's fighting for that uh division clinch. Uh my I'm like, oh, sorry, I was like totally blanking on what <laughs> I was looking for. Um they're uh still fighting to beat the Titans out for that one spot in the AFC South. So um, give me Ingram, who's been doing really well and is a uh, security blanket for Trevor Lawrence. And um, I think then killing Hawkinson, just obviously the Vikings Vikings have been doing really well, but I don't, I think he's been just extremely inconsistent. Great. I mean, 29 Mm -hmm. points last game, that's insane. Um, But he's only, he's had like, four games over 10 points on the season. So extremely inconsistent um, Lions are not. I, uh, I think he's my, my least favorite due to the low floor. So,
0: okay. Great him. points. Scott, how about you?
1: Um, I think I'm going to disagree slightly with Steven. Uh, I think I will marry Kittle. Um, I think that one's pretty straightforward. He's uh central Point of this offense uh, Along with CMC Purdy just seems to like him um, Favorite target uh, He's been hot And I, I think if you have Kittle right now You gotta be f- feeling really comfortable Going into the championship game um, I'm gonna friends of bench fits Hawk though uh, I think the Vikings Are just a better offense than the Jaguars And Listen this week especially it's a meaningless game for both the Titans and the Jaguars. Uh, The winner of their matchup together in week 18 is what's ultimately going to determine who makes the playoffs. Um, So the Titans are already doing it tonight, Thursday night uh, where they're benching a lot of starters, um, whether they're actually injured or not. The Jaguars may choose uh, to start, you know, resting some players partially through the game. And, And if you are, a week 17 championship league as you should be because nobody should be playing a week 18 when most teams are resting their starters um it's very possible that ingram um, is on a snap count or gets rested early on give mm. me hawkinson on the vikings who are still playing for seeding in the nfc um still have a chance for the number one overall seed if uh the eagles lose out um so uh yeah i, I think for that reason, I got a, I got a friend to, bench to Talk and kill Ingram.
0: Okay, great. Uh, great point, Scott. I'm actually going to go your same route. Uh, listen, as both of and seen, at least all of us are marrying Kittle, right? I think the, the Purdy to Kittle connection has just been uh, game winning week winning week after week after week, I think, for people. And I think they have to continue writing him. Um, and as this transitions to the playoffs, of course, Jamie G's going to be out there, and I think it's going to completely flip. I don't think he's, Kittle's going to be the same guy anymore. So write it out while you can. I'm marrying Kittle, friends with Ben Chavitz, going to Hawkinson, who I really has kind of just been filling in. I don't know if Thielen's just been falling out of favor. I really don't know what it is, and Hawkinson's just been eating it up. Um, which is going to leave my kill to be Ingram, who yes has been showing up. This team, I mean, if they have that possibility of pulling pulling their players, that does scare me a bit. So he's going to have to be my kill with this championship week. And awesome, awesome, um, MFKs, you guys. Uh, Scott, your turn now. What you got? Yeah.
1: So for me, uh this is specific to Dynasty Superflex, and I'm talking 2021 first round quarterbacks. Uh your choices are Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, and Justin Fields.
2: Uh, oh
0: I'll I'll take it if you wanted to sit on it for a second, MJ. So, yeah, you got it. I I kind of already see I already know who I'm gonna kill. I'm just That's a
2: mystery. No, I think uh, Trey Lance is the easy kill. Um, Career unknown. Who knows if he'll, I mean, obviously wish him all the best, but I mean, he's fighting with Brock Purdy at this point. So um, yeah, going to pretty easily kill him. Um, As much as you guys are high on Trevor Lawrence, I'm saying F him because I think you guys are too high on him. I am um, <laughs> going to marry Justin Fields because his floor is so much higher than Dr- Trevor Lawrence um, with the rushing ability. He can break off for a 40 yard touchdown in the blip. Um, and so for that reason, marrying Justin Fields and getting friends with better friends, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah.
0: Yes. I'll, I'll have to follow the suit and hell yeah, it, it re- look. <sighs> the irony of this is going to say, like you said, Fields has the wheels. And I think with, w- hopefully, this offseason and the draft, we can facilitate the needs of the team, really working on an O-line, and get hopefully getting an, an alpha wide receiver target, which he needs. He, he just needs weapons, which is exactly what Lawrence has gotten, started to get this year. Now, the thing is, Lawrence has gotten like four rushing touchdowns this year. I think three or four, which of course, kills me. But I really think Fields has the arm talent. And it's just that Konami code quarterback. It's just, he just breaks the game. So friends with Ben Fitz, Lawrence, Mary Fields, I'm going to have to kill Lance who just, uh, it's unfortunate he got this injury, but what's he going to be? We still haven't really seen him in a, a big scale of things throughout any of the season, any of the seasons he's been here. So
1: yeah you guys know i'm gonna have to disagree uh, yeah that's okay I, I'm, I'm of course killing trey lance um uh, like you guys have said we haven't seen it yet you know sucks he got hurt um after the year i i don't think brock purdy is gonna be as much competition for trey lance i think this is trey lance's team i think what brock purdy has done is set himself up to go be a starter somewhere else um you know if the team's willing to trade for him but i think uh the 49ers are gonna stick with trey lance you know but who knows what's actually going to happen here in the next uh, eight, nine months. But um, regardless of these three, Trey Lance's my kill. We just haven't seen it. Got a friends with Fitz, Justin Fields. Um, I, I think I disagree with Steven with Justin Fields having the highest four. I think he has the highest ceiling because he can, you know, bust off the 40 point games. Um, you know, he did it twice this year. So did Lamar Jackson. Um, but I, I don't think he has uh, the highest floor. I think I think it's the ceiling um, is, is what he has. It's the highest. Uh, also, as MJ pointed out, the Bears don't have all the weapons yet. Yes, hopefully they're going to start drafting some weapons here in the draft. But you know who does have the weapons? Jacksonville. And they have them now. And Trevor Lawrence, listen, I know I will be the first to say I am, I am biased. Trevor Lawrence is my Dynasty quarterback. I traded for him uh, from Shocker. MJ in like week six or seven. I was a believer then, way before he broke out, uh, because at the beginning of the year, we had our breakout candidates, and guess what? Trevor Lawrence was my breakout quarterback candidate. I was a believer then. I was a believer in the middle of the season. I'm definitely a believer now. Trevor Lawrence is my Mary. I'm tied to him in Dynasty uh, and, and until he retires at the sweet old age of 46, just like Tom Brady. Uh, so, yeah, that's my MFK. Steven, you want to take it with Jukebox?
2: Yep, let's switch it on over before we hear any more about Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> um, another edition of Jukebox.
0: Juke.
2: So got a couple of uh, New Year's theme songs, of course, with the okay. upcoming New Year. So first, Scott, of course, we got to go with the classic Auld Lang Syne. Um, Auld Lang Syne um to be correct uh so of course in the song should old acquaintance be forgot never brought to mind so of course we got to talk about a couple oldies but goodies uh Tom Brady and Derek Carr two guys that have not had great years who would you rather have in dynasty not knowing the future of either
1: listen it's got to be Derek Carr age alone i know tom brady Everybody says it. This is gonna be the year. This is gonna be here. this is gonna be a year. You know, they're already talking about him maybe coming back next year and again going somewhere else. Not gonna dive into that. Uh Tom Brady's time is cutting short. I think we are seeing the other side of the peak. Um, you know, he's he's had he's had a uh, a freaking plateau of just a giant flat mountain because he's been at his peak for so long. Um but listen, carr has a longer career ahead of him. We're talking dynasty, give me car, uh, regardless of where he goes. I think he could be a starter anywhere. Um, yeah, quote unquote, he's had a bad season. But listen, they've been running the ball through Josh Jacobs. That's why Josh Jacobs is number two fantasy running back on the year. Uh, I think his connection with Devontae Adams is real. Obviously, they had the connection back in college. Uh, I think it's legit. and And we're just seeing the beginning of that. Hopefully, the Raiders hold on to him.
2: So even though he's getting benched, you think the Raiders are going to hold on to him and he has a future with them?
1: Listen, I think there's more to it than just that. I think the Raiders are being smart with an asset. I said this a week ago, or was it two weeks ago, with Devonte Adams and Josh Jacobs how the Raiders are out of it and how the Raiders would be smart if they started. Yeah, but they would have come out and said that start. if
2: that was the case, which they did not. No,
1: they so. no, they wouldn't. It's it's all, it's all politics. It's all gaming with the other teams, man. Coaches do it. Why would other do it, teams owners do it? Care if they're benching him because they're out of it. Listen, I think there's more to it than what is on the surface here. What people are seeing, what people are reading in the news. I, I think it is a smart bench. Um, and I think people are reading into it too much. Well, I think Carr's had all the opportunities in the world with
2: arguably the best receiver in the game, and I think he's done shit with it. So I don't. I mean, I don't like the choice because I think. I mean, again, I mean, I'm not thinking that Brady's done yet, but I don't know. I think if I had to choose one for next year alone, I would go Brady. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I think based on, based on age, you probably got to go with Carr.
1: Yeah, you said um, dynasty. You didn't say next year alone. That, that might change it for me a little bit.
2: Well, still, in, in Dynasty, though. but Yeah. Um, MJ got a song called Happy New Year by Swedish <laughs> pop band ABBA, who <laughs> always brings the heat. Um, in the song, they say a couple of lines that we can relate to. We, okay. me, me, and you. No more champagne, and the fireworks are through. Here we are, me and you, feeling lost and feeling blue. Uh, well, of course, we've uh, we've gone down in flames. Season's over. Um, and the song goes on to say, "May we all have our hopes, our will to try. If we don't, we might as well lay down and die." Pretty, uh, pretty steep uh, sentence there.
0: Yeah, pretty. But, uh,
2: all that to say, our season's done. But what player or players that are on your team? Uh, specifically probably dynasty team. Are you most hopeful for,
0: for the years to come? Listen, that's, that's one of the biggest things I'm trying to get. I am, I have some seriously young players who will develop into, I think. Like just have crazy amounts of potential with, if really given a chance. And if the situation improves just a little bit, uh, first one that comes to mind is, is KW three, my boy, or, uh, K nine. Uh Kenneth Walker. Okay. I I've been talking to you guys uh behind the scenes about him using him as trade potential, but really if you just if I just need you to look at one game and that's Michigan State versus Michigan at his year that he was snubbed for Heisman. I think I need you guys to watch that and tell me that guy isn't gonna be a superstar. This guy has the stuff, and if you watched why he's so good, is I he just He's young and he's got the juice against the 49ers where he was held to. A, it was around like 30 yards the first half. He ended up with over 109. I mean, he churned it out and he continued driving it down their throats and he earned those yards. Now throwing a couple touchdowns the past couple weeks. I mean, he, I mean, man, the sky's the limit for him. Um, and T Higgins too. I, I really believe in T you know, if you can't regret a part of your trade, I don't think it was a good trade. I really don't. I regret giving up Trevor Lawrence. I already have a plan for him to make up for that, but I'm unbelievably excited for T. Higgins, who's about to run out of his contract and have to renew. And if he gets a chance to be an alpha, sky's the limit as well. So definitely those two players, first things that come to mind. Great, great choices. Yeah. T's a beast. And
1: I want to comment on on MJ's response here real quick to first with Kenneth Walker. You and I were on the Kenneth Walker train before the season started. In fact, one of our early episodes, I literally told our listeners to pause the episode and go watch highlights from the Michigan State Michigan game on Kenneth yep. Walker third. So if you still haven't done that, pause it right now. There's only about 5 minutes left in this episode. Pause it, go watch highlights of Kenneth Walker, Michigan Savers Michigan, five touchdowns, Heisman performance. Uh hundred percent agree with what you said, MJ. And yes, that T Higgins, Trevor Lawrence trade, there were more assets involved in just those two. That trade was between us. Um, but yeah, I didn't want to give up T. Higgins, but to get Trevor Lawrence, I was willing to do it. But yeah, there's a little regret of getting rid of of Higgins in that trade. Mm. Um, I wish Steve would have given me this question because my answer is 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 Trevor Lawrence and CD Lamb, who I'm trying to build my dynasty <laughs> on. But Um, (laughs) anyway all right
2: so with that let's move it on to (laughs) fantasy
1: flash to wrap up the episode thank you i was transitioning right into that appreciate it um all right so we will start with our week 16 recap of fantasy flash uh we had thursday night football jaguars versus jets garrett wilson three measly fantasy points but that's all he needed to beat zay jones who had 1.6 mj and steven got that right yeah, John and I missed that one. Uh, Saturday, Christmas Eve, of course, we had the Eagles versus the Cowboys. Uh, and the Eagles' defense and special teams had 10 fantasy points to so the Cowboys, seven. It was all that stupid pick by Dak. MJ got that one right. Let's go, the baby. The three of us all call the Cowboys. Uh, Monday night football, Chargers versus Colts. Keenan Allen had 11 receptions to Michael Pittman's four. Steven uh, and John got that right. Yes, I did not say my name once. We have a new standings here. MJ is in the lead by two full points going into our final week at Let's 24, go, baby. 18, and 2. Steven and I are tied in second, 22, 21, and 2. And our guests are 6, 8, and 1. So this is it. This is going to determine the winner of Fantasy Flash. And Crunch they've time, got baby. a two-point lead. Uh Talking Thursday Night Football, which is going to start here in 33 minutes. We have the Cowboys versus the Titans. Listen, the Titans are sitting, everybody. I've got no comparisons, Cowboys to Titans. So we're talking Cowboys players only. More fantasy points, Ezekiel Elliott or CeeDee Lamb? MJ, you get to go first for every single one.
0: Oh, well, I guess that is fair. Um, More fantasy points. Mm, I, I had, i CD. TJ i Zeke easily. Listen,
1: I was, listen, going, uh, listen, I was going CD before this podcast, but I got to differentiate from MJ and I think the Cowboys what? are, are going to be up in this game and they're just going to be running the ball and, and Pollard is not expected to play. So, uh, yeah, I'm going Zeke as well. Uh, Sunday night football. We have the Steelers versus the Ravens. More targets, Deontay Johnson or Mark Andrews? Johnson.
2: Steven, to risk it and go Johnson as well.
1: But uh, listen, I had Johnson once again before the podcast. I'm switching <laughs> to Andrews because I'm going for the win here, baby. And the only yeah, way to too. do that is to differentiate from MJ. So, all right, Andrews, it's now or never, my man. Let's, let's get some targets. All right, Monday Night Football, Bills versus Bengals. We have an over-under 550 total passing yards. And I will let you guys know that between Josh Allen and Joe Burrow, if you combine their averages for the entire year, it's 552. So hmm. over-under 550 total passing yards.
0: 550. Oh, oh. Man, why you had to do this to me? Um, over. 100% go the over. I'll go over there. Steven? Under. Easy under.
1: I, I called under as well. I think uh, I think this is going to be hopefully more of a running affair, maybe low scoring. We'll see. It, it'll probably end up being a shootout, and MJ be right. But uh, I've, got, I've got my chance. I've got my chance. Hey, they got to play. MJ-
0: Bill's got to play for seeding. They've got hey, to listen, win this.
1: If I just get two out of three, then I'll tie MJ. Uh, I thought you were behind by three. I'm behind by two. So you and I are both behind by two. Oh. So you differentiated uh, twice with MJ. So you have to get those right to tie for the win. I'm I'm going completely opposite MJ. So I'm trying to win this thing. All right, MJ, close out our twentieth episode.
0: Um, first off, uh, I just want to congratulate ourselves. And like I said when we started, a pat on the back. This was, and still is. Um, just something fun i thought um i really wanted to do with some really good friends of mine that i talked talked to in a while um this has been such an amazing experience so far and i think really as i mean with all the all the different segments that we came up with ourselves all these names all the creativity that's taken to come up with episode names um and just the amount of contact I've had to have with both of you. It's been such a wonderful journey through this first year of fantasy football. What's your fantasy football podcast? I mean, Um, and I just want to thank everyone who's been listening. Uh, Most specifically, Mitchell, Mitchell, I hope you continue to be our most routine listener. And I really hope to continue getting this, uh, our subscriber count up next year. Um, I've already made it a personal choice for myself, a new year's resolution to really be proud of the stuff I I'm a part of with my friends and start. Um, what am I trying to say? Uh, Advertising, I would say, um, getting people encouraging people to listen. So as a that's my new year's resolution, especially for this podcast. Um, how about you guys, Scott, anything to say?
1: Yeah, uh, kind of going off what MJ said there. Thank you everyone for listening. Uh, appreciate it. Thank you to the five guests that we had. Uh, letting you guys know that we're, we're not going anywhere. Um, we still have a wrap-up episode next week after the championship games. Um, and then we are going to slow down a little bit, but we're not completely going away in the off-season. We're going to have an occasional episode here. In the off-season, we're looking at every two to three weeks' time frame. Um, and we'll do you know different special segments, talk about what's coming, what's been. Um, we are even looking at possibly doing a – uh, how to or what is a fantasy episode for, for people that may not um, know or understand it that well. So stay tuned. Um, especially catch us next week. Uh, we appreciate all the listens. Yes, uh, tell your kids, tell your wife, uh, <laughs> tell everyone about What's Your Fantasy? Fantasy World Podcast. Stephen?
2: Yeah, it's been a great ride. Looking forward to wrapping up the season. Crazy that we've done 20 episodes. Um, Man funny that you know mj saying that you know gonna advertise going into next year because i i think one of the funniest things is just like when friends find out like on a weekly basis that like what you're doing a podcast like just this a couple of days ago uh one of our one of our good friends harry who is um hopefully gonna be joining our dynasty league he uh he was like wait you uh you're doing a, a podcast um, just because it's definitely not something in my nature that I typically do but it's a really cool creative outlet and love getting to do it with you guys so looking forward to what's to come to in 2023.
0: Yeah, a uh, great year and good luck. Good luck. Best wishes. Trust your gut in the championship this week to everyone who's in there. Um and that's us signing off for the year 2022. What's your fantasy? Fantasy Football Podcast. We'll see you guys next year.
1: Sweet, sweet fantasy, baby.